Hello, my rebels. I have good news for you. When was the last time I said that? It's got to be almost two years ago now. But we have a bit of good news. I don't want to say it's bigger than it is. But one of the cases we've taken at the fightvaccinepassports.com battle station is against Air Canada and their forced vaccine policy. We took the case of a flight attendant who has already recovered and has natural immunity and she was about to be fired. Well, we hired Top Gun lawyers for her and wouldn't you know it, last night we had a little flicker of success. I'll tell you all about it, that's ahead. But while I've got you here, let me invite you to subscribe to Rebel News Plus. It's the video version of this podcast. For example, today, I'll show you excerpts from the legal papers that helped win a little battle for this flight attendant. So I really think it adds value, plus the eight bucks a month that it costs. It's not a lot of dough, that's half the price of Netflix, but it helps keep Rebel News independent. We don't take a dime from Trudeau when it shows. So just go to rebelnewsplus.com, click subscribe, and you're in. All right, here's today's show, some good news for a change. Tonight, Air Canada's union blinks and agrees to file a grievance against the company's vaccine mandate. It's November 12th, and this is the Ezra Levant Show. Why should others go to jail when you're a biggest carbon consumer I know? There's 8,500 customers here, and you won't give them an answer. The only thing I have to say is government, but why publish it, is because it's my bloody right to do so. I've got some encouraging news, happy news. It's been a while since I've been able to say that. One of our crowdfunded lawsuits against vaccine mandates has had some success. We're not out of the woods yet, but it's a breakthrough. Here's the story. Two months ago, we took the case of an Air Canada flight attendant who was being forced to get the vaccine, even though she already had caught COVID and recovered from it fully. And so she had natural immunity and she had a doctor's note confirming that her natural immunity was equivalent to taking a vaccine. In fact, just yesterday, Anthony Fauci's CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, they confirmed for the first time that they are unaware of a single case where a person with natural immunity like this had ever transmitted the virus to another person, which is something that vaccinated people actually can still do. Bill Gates admitted the same just this last week. So it was 2015 that I gave the uh, TED Talk and wrote a number of papers uh, titled, We're Not Ready uh, for the Next Pandemic. And sadly, that was uh, a better forecast of what would happen than uh, anyone would have wished for. You know, the economic damage, the, you know, the deaths, it's been completely horrific. And I would expect that will lead the R&D budgets to be focused on things we didn't have today. You know, we didn't have vaccines that block transmission. We got vaccines that help you with your health, but they only slightly reduce the transmissions. We need a new, a new way of doing the vaccine. So this Air Canada flight attendant was being forced by Air Canada to get the jab despite this, despite being naturally immune. They were gonna fire her if she didn't. So we wanted to help her, 
But the thing is, most Air Canada workers are part of a union. And the whole idea of collective bargaining, as it's called, is that any quarrel you have with the company has to be done through the union. In this case, the union representing this Air Canada flight attendant was QP, which stands for the Canadian Union of Public Employees. And QP just refused. They refused to help this flight attendant, who is their own union member. I can't think of anything more important for a union to do than to protect its members from the company, bosses, just deciding one day to force them to undergo a medical procedure, an injection against their will. That wasn't part of the collective agreement. That wasn't part of the contract. Why would the union simply roll over and allow the corporation to change its contract unilaterally? Whose side are they on? <laughs> Isn't protecting the health, privacy, and bodily integrity of its members more important than any other issues they fight over? Even more important than wages, really. But the union literally would not. It's, it's like this one union leader here said when he raised the same issue about the GM union selling out its members. So a long time ago, a, a union rep said something to me that was very profound. He said, if the union and the company are saying the same thing, one of them is not necessary. Yeah, he's exactly right. So what can you do when you have a company union, a yellow union that's actually taking the side of the bosses? Well, you sue the union to get them to do their job. You pay them union dues, they represent you, make them do so. So we helped this Air Canada flight attendant and we crowdfunded three excellent lawyers at two law firms to go to battle against the union to compel them to file a grievance on her behalf. You can see a copy of some of the documents, including the very first letter we filed, on a special website we set up for this case called aircanadalawsuit.com. Read the first letter, the opening salvo. It's only five pages and it's in plain English, although it does refer to some legal technicalities. Let me read a bit of it to you. I found it very bracing to hear the case made for this flight attendant. This is what the union should have been saying from the beginning, but they refused. Here's an excerpt from the letter from the lawyer. It is surprising that QP would permit such an intrusion at all, but specifically through the Air Canada press release policy. Given the apparent abdication, there may also be issues of bad faith representation by cooperating with Air Canada in this conduct. Whatever the reason, QP has facilitated Air Canada's efforts to violate members' health, safety, privacy, and employment rights. This is antithetical to QP's statutorily mandated role under the Canadian Labour Code. Exactly. Let me read just one more passage from this demand letter. I really recommend you read the whole thing. It's only five pages long. Go to aircanadalawsuit.com, especially if you're an Air Canada employee or know someone who is. You gotta know your rights. Let me read a little more from this first letter. QP's apparent breach of the duty is further illustrated by the jurisprudence deciding the extent of this legal requirement. The requirement to investigate grievable matters and reasonably pursue them is a key element of QP's duty. Given that a bargaining union member does not have an absolute right to have a grievance referred to arbitration, QP must show that, one, 
Cupid did not merely conduct a perfunctory or cursory review of the matter. The review must be thorough. Two, Cupid gathered sufficient information to arrive at a sound decision. Three, Cupid demonstrates that there are no personality conflicts, bad relations, or other matters that could affect the soundness of its decision. My point is, the letter ferociously fought for the workers' rights, something the union was supposed to do. Isn't it funny? You know, people call me a right-wing guy, and I guess in many ways I am, and yet here we are, crowdfunding for union members to get a stronger union to take the side of the working people against the big monopoly corporations. And where are the so-called leftists who say they care about working people, about personal privacy, about people who always say, my body, my choice? Where are they now? It's an upside-down world. But I know who I stand with. I stand with this flight attendant. So you can see that five-page letter that we sent uh, to the union on September 14th, and they went back and forth with the law firms. Um, they tried to brush it off. They tried to rag the puck, you know, slow walk this whole thing so that many more workers would just collapse under pressure. And I think that's part of the strategy here by the other side. Ratchet up the pressure, delay, so people just collapse and panic and just give up and give in. But the lawyers went back and forth, and then the lawyers that we crowdfunded for this flight attendant did something that they promised they would do. They took the CUPE union to the Industrial Relations Board. They literally sued the union bosses on behalf of the union members for refusing to represent this flight attendant. And then last night, the incredible thing happened. The union blinked. They agreed. They agreed to take the grievance on behalf of this Air Canada flight attendant. For months, CUPE was like Unifor, a yellow union, company union, absolutely in bed with the bosses, absolutely ignoring the working people. And what are you gonna do about it, you little worker? What are you gonna do? Well, good point. Because what Air Canada worker on her own could possibly spend tens of thousands of dollars to hire three Top Gun lawyers to fight back for her, well, this flight attendant obviously didn't have the money, but you did, you, our viewers did, you got her the lawyer she needed, and QP bloody well blinked. If you go to aircanalawsuit.com, you can see the 344-page filing that our crack lawyers filed against the union at the Industrial Relations Board on behalf of this flight attendant. Again, you'll see the personal name and other personal details of the flight attendant blacked out to protect her privacy. But that's what did it. Now, there's still risks here, first of all, and I'm a bit nervous. So I'm thinking, okay, boy, they sure fought hard against this. Um, maybe they're doing it grudgingly. Maybe they're just phoning it in, like a boxing match where one of the fighters throws the fight. Maybe, could be. And then, of course, grieving a new company rule doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna beat it. Even if QP does fight hard and fight smart and shows loyalty to its own members for a change, maybe the grievance won't be successful. Maybe it won't be upheld. But what we have here, I believe, is an actual victory. And it happened because of the lawyers and it happened because of a courageous flight attendant. But the missing piece was you, you, 
paid for the legal work. And you can see that work, or at least some of it, at aircanadalawsuit.com. Note that we haven't put all of the legal documents up there, but some key ones. So thank you to those of you who crowdfunded this. We have a bunch of other cases underway in different stages in the courts and direct with companies. We've had some luck with other companies so far, including CN Rail. You can see most of the cases we're fighting at the website fightvaccinepassports.com. From hockey leagues to the province of British Columbia, we're suing them over the vaccine passport. If you haven't had a chance to chip in yet, please do. Last night's big win at Air Canada gives me some hope. And let me say the message to any other Air Canada staff out there who are concerned about this issue. Go to aircanadalawsuit.com, read the legal materials for yourself, and if you are in a similar position, there's a form there. Fill out the form, give us your name, we'll take a look at your case, and we'll help you if we can. And I have an idea where we'll hold an Air Canada Zoom town hall meeting where anyone at Air Canada who's worried can join and we'll have speakers, we'll have the lawyers who represented this flight attendant, they'll come on and explain the case and answer questions. And then we'll have some other keynote speakers and we'll give help to people at Air Canada who wanna fight back. But the battle is far from over, but it's definitely begun. Stay with me. After the break, we'll talk to Matthew McDonald, one of the key labor lawyers responsible for last night's win. Well, I have to tell you, it's few and far between that we get pieces of good news these days. But when I heard that last night the union blinked, at least in the case of this flight attendant, I thought there's a flicker of hope. And joining us now via Skype from Calgary, the labor lawyer who crafted the complaint, Matthew McDonald, who joins us now via Skype. Matthew McDonald, first of all, welcome to the show and congratulations. I've been following this out of the corner of my eye for two months now. Uh, I'm delighted with the legal work itself, but you had a little bit of success yesterday. Put it in your own words, because I don't want to overstate it, but I don't want to understate it. What happened yesterday that changed things? Well, we got word that some of the members that have been affected by this policy and were facing discipline, the union is actually going to uh, represent them and grieve the discipline, the discipline that's being brought against them. So we actually have the union, we've, we pushed the union to do what we think they should have done all along, which is represent its members. Well, I mean, that, that sort of seems like their mission statement. I, I saw a Unifor shop steward who was fired who said, if the union and the company are saying the same thing, one of them isn't needed. I mean, of all the things uh, a union should be doing, this is the crisis. You mentioned multiple members. Fight, uh, sorry, our Fight Vaccine Passports case had one client, a flight attendant, mm -hmm. who were not saying her name for privacy reasons, but you just said multiple staff. Are there other flight attendants or gate agents who uh, are now being helped by the union? Uh, we have reason to believe from people that we're working with who have been uh, uh, approaching us about our complaint as well as wanting to work together that there it seems to be other uh, other members that are getting representation. So the work has uh, helped more than just one person, we think. 
Well, that's excellent. Um, can I ask you a question? If there are other Air Canada uh, employees who are part of CUPE, um, would they? Would do you think this would naturally come to their aid, or should they contact us and be connected with you? Um, they, uh, they should talk to their union uh, first and, and make a request there. Uh, the union's making it very clear they don't want me involved. Uh, now that they're, they're, they're certainly asserting their uh, rights and saying that they will deal with the members affected, and uh, and that's what they do. So they should talk to the union and uh, they can contact us through you. And uh, I'm sure we can give them some help, but uh, they should be making the request to the union and just say that they uh, are facing discipline and termination because of this policy and their reasons why. And they are asking for representation. And I think this precedent should help them. Well, I'm very pleased. And that I guess that's what I was asking about. Is this just their attempt to get you off their back? Because I've read some of the back and forth between you and I've read the 344 page complaint and I can imagine they say, just make this guy go away. But we don't just want to help one person. Part of the strategy behind vaccine pass fight vaccine is to take on institutional employers or schools so that one legal success can actually help dozens or even hundreds of people. So I, I guess that's important to me. Do you think this is broader than just the one client? I mean, you mentioned Absolutely. that there is, but do you think do you think this will be a policy across QP? I think that uh, QP is uh, quite concerned about the fact uh, the issues that we raised in that letter. I think they're uh, concerned that uh, they may be being. Uh, vulnerable to not meeting what's called their duty of fair representation. And so I think that uh, they are definitely going to be more proactive uh, in representing members who are facing individual grievance. It was their whole reason for not doing anything on the policy was they said, well, we'll deal with it on individual cases as they come. And now they have to do that. They're, uh, we're making them put their money where their mouth is. Hmm. Um, I, I just wonder, and you don't give away any confidences, but have you spoken with the flight attendant in question? What's her reaction? Is she relieved? Is she happy? I mean, we, we've kept sort of at arm's length for, for privacy and, and, and solicitor client reasons. Have you talked to the client? I have, and she, she's happy, she's cautious. Uh, she's been in the union environment, so she uh, knows what uh, dynamics are at play, and I think she is uh, uh, concerned about reprisals, and that's why she's grateful for the uh, work that's being done here to protect her rights. Um, so I'd say she's uh, cautiously hopeful. I, I got a question for you, and this just shows that these days I'm very skeptical, I'm pessimistic. You know, you can call me paranoid a little bit, Matthew, but I think these times uh, can maybe justify it. Is the union really grieving this with their whole heart or are they just going through the motions? Because you had to really twist their arm for two full months before they said, mm -hmm. all right, fine, we'll help her. And you just said they don't want you involved. All right, that makes me nervous. It, it, what do you think of, about the prospect? And tell me if I'm just too paranoid, but that they're going through the motions of a grievance, but they're just phoning it in and that they don't actually want to succeed, they don't actually want to stop Air Canada's VAX policy. They haven't wanted to stop it so far, and they're just doing this to get you off their back. That's obviously a concern, uh, and I think that that's a founded concern, and uh, we'll be monitoring uh, how they uh, deal with the complaints and whether they put their heart into it and be ready to uh, make another complaint to the Labour Board to keep their feet to the fire if they don't. 
Well, I'm glad to hear that. Now, I know there's a different set of unions for different types of workers at Air Canada. I understand the pilots have their own union and there's, frankly, I was a little surprised to hear that QP uh, was the union for Air Canada, but maybe that dates back to when Air Canada was a state airline. Uh, do you know offhand if other unions um, have taken a different approach? For example, let's say there was a pilot who was in the same position as his flight attendant. Uh, do they have any help from, from their union or, or do you think we should replicate what we're doing for this flight attendant for the pilots too? Uh, well, there's, there's certainly a debate in the union world right now about this, this issue. And there are some unions you see in the complaint that for, we cited the TTC in Toronto, which are taking on these issues very aggressively. And there are others that, uh, that uh, seem to be aligning with their political views with Justin Trudeau. And uh, so I, I, some unions are taking this seriously and others are putting their, seems to be that they're putting their political views ahead of uh, other duties that they have. And uh, I think uh there, this is going to be a warning shot to all of them that they need to focus on what their legislative duty is under the law, which is to represent their members fairly. And that, uh, and if they don't do that, they're going to face consequences before the board because of people like uh, you and who are, are defending their members when they aren't, or if they aren't. I want to be fair to Air Canada that they're doing this, I think, because they're being pressured into it by the government. In fact, Trudeau has been made it very clear that he doesn't even want to let anyone fly on a plane who's not vaxxed, let alone work on a plane. So part of me sympathizes with Air Canada that they're caught in the middle here. Mm. Um, if these cases are grieved by the union against Air Canada, what happens there? What happens if, you know, uh, to Air Canada, because they got their back up against the wall with Trudeau and they were looking mm -hmm. to take it out on their members. But now, thankfully, QP is going to grieve on behalf of the flight attendants. This could take some time. I don't know how long a grievance like this would take, but it may go mm -hmm. past Trudeau's deadline. It may, like, I wonder if Air Canada itself has a viewpoint on this. Maybe they don't like being caught in the middle. I know a bunch of U.S. airlines got really between themselves and, and their, their own, you know, flight attendants yeah. and stuff. What do you think is going to happen? Or is that just beyond your, I guess, is anyone's guess? Maybe. Well, Air Canada has uh, uh, assigned this complaint to a uh, lawyer there, so they have they're an interested party, and uh, we'll see what they say. And uh, I am sympathetic to them. It's uh, in some ways because uh, they are caught in the middle, but this underscores why everyone has to fulfill their roles in these processes, and that's what we're doing is pushing the union to fulfill its its role. You know, I think an important thing that people don't understand is that it. A member of the union can't go to court. Their access to justice is completely taken away by operation of the collective agreement and the uh, relevant labor legislation. And so if the union doesn't stand up for members, it's not just, oh, well, they don't get their support. They actually have no, members have no other recourse to the courts other than through the union. And, uh, and that's, I think, very important. That's why it's good what you're doing. In terms of Air Canada, they're aware of the process. They're um, given notice, and uh, I'm sure they're going to take it seriously, but I think they're already caught in the middle and probably not wanting to get any more uh, mud on their face. Hmm. You know, I got to tell you, uh, we're looking at a lot of different unions that are balking at supporting their members, and I'm frustrated by that. If you would have told me two years ago that a right-winger like me would be crowdfunding hmm. money 
to take on the case of union members to get stronger union representation against their bosses at, at multinational corporations, I would have said, you're talking to me from an alternative universe, but here we are. I mean, Matthew, I don't know your politics. You've, you've you know, uh, mentioned Trudeau a couple of times, uh, critically, I think, so I presume you're, you're not a fan of the Liberal Party. I don't know your politics. If you're in labor law, maybe you're a man of the left. But I find it heartbreaking that people who traditionally have called themselves progressive are not standing up for actual working class people. They're siding with big pharma. That's weird. And ideas of my body, my choice, personal privacy, civil liberties. The left used to really own those things. And I wish there were more voices on the left. You mentioned there's some unions that are doing a good job. You mentioned a few of them. I appreciate that. I don't know if you want to make a comment in general, because all I want is strong unions now. And those are words I wouldn't say. But you've got thousands and thousands of people, like you say, no access to the courts. And the bosses are in league with the companies. The union bosses are in league with the companies. I can't imagine a more frustrating thing. What's happened to our world, Matthew? Well, what what a world we live in where Ezra Levant is the leading labor activist in Canada. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm the leading labor activist, but I feel like I have a, I have a role to play. It's not me, by the way. I want to. You're nice to say you're flattering me, but let me correct you. It's our viewers who are the donors who, God bless them, have crowdfunded this. And I, I think that they would. If this flight attendant's name will remain private for the reasons you alluded. But I think that our viewers if they had historically called themselves right wing or left wing or big business or farmers or everything, they would think of a flight attendant, an exemplary worker who's done nothing wrong, who's about to be sacked, even though she had natural immunity and recovered and has strong immunity, they wouldn't think of her as right wing or left wing. They would just think of her as a Canadian who's being treated unfairly. And in a way, I like this realignment. I like getting to know this flight attendant as a human, not left-wing, right-wing union member or whatever. I, I think what you're doing, Matthew, is very important. So you're, you gave me a compliment, I'll one right back to you. And I know that our friend Sarah Miller has been involved with this. She's been a great civil libertarian and Robert Hawks as well. Are you gonna keep up this fight? Will you take other work like this, Matthew? Oh, absolutely. I think there are very important issues here at play. As I talked about, this is really about uh, some fundamental constitutional rights, including access to justice and ensuring all Canadians have that. And we're going to keep doing that and fighting for them. Well, I want to thank you. When I heard last night that the union blinked and that they're going to grieve for this flight attendant, I almost couldn't believe it because Air Canada is really one of the large institutions of this country. It's a flagship company. Uh, it's political, as we've seen in Quebec lately. And if we can fight the battle there, then there's hope for everyone. Matthew McDonald, it's, it's great to talk to you. I hope we can catch up with you later on. Hopefully it'll be for good news again. And perhaps we'll have you battling other cases too. Great. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, great to have you and keep up the great work. And please give the regards from all our viewers to the flight attendant whose name we're not mentioning. Tell her that she may feel alone, but she is not alone. I will make, I'll pass that along. I know she appreciates it. All right, there you have it. Matthew McDonald, labor lawyer in Calgary, who had a bit of a victory yesterday. Stay with us. More ahead.
What a week, I tell you, ups and downs, the news is always bad, but actually, you know what? Little flickers, little green shoots, little flickering candles of hope, I tell you, of all the institutions in this country, Air Canada is so key during this lockdown and pandemic and forced vaccine season. I mean, the government is using Air Canada as a way to punish people who wanna fly. If you don't get vaxxed, you can't fly. So Air Canada, it's a real battleground. We saw that in Quebec when the new boss of Air Canada admitted he doesn't speak French, national crisis. My point is Air Canada is a big prize. And if we can make Air Canada blink on forced vaccines, especially for this flight attendant, who's natural immunity. She's of no harm to anyone. In fact, she's safer, according to the CDC, than people who don't have the disease and just take the vax. As the CDC admitted, no one who has recovered naturally ever transmit the vax. There's ever been a case of that. So this flight attendant is actually safer than vaxed people, and yet she's about to be fired because she won't get vaxed? To have QP blink and agree to grieve this, I think that is reason for hope. And maybe others will find the courage to come forward. I wanted to tell you this big news today. I really think it's a great way to end the week. Listen, have a great weekend. I'm going to say goodbye to you now, and I'm going to leave you with our video of the day. Until I see you on Monday, from all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters to you at home, good night, and keep fighting for freedom. Do you think that someone who is unvaccinated should have a tracking device on them? I think that is a step too far in uh, compromising personal uh, freedom and liberty. Mm. This is Lewis Brackpool for Rebel News. And what if I told you that flight attendants are being forced to wear a type of tracking device on their wrist if they leave their hotel after a quarantine? You'd probably think that I'm a conspiracy theorist. That's usually the word that gets thrown about a lot. Uh, we're seeing a lot of people fall prey to disinformation. And if these and others want to start talking about conspiracy theories, well, that's their choice. Well, today in this report, I have an exclusive photograph that was taken of a flight attendant who was down route after their shift and was forced to wear a type of tracking device with a QR code. Okay, so I'd like you to take a look at this image for yourself. So as you can see there, you can see the white wristband around this person's wrist with a QR code on it. And of course, a little symbol above, that's the symbol of the Barbados flag. So I have a pretty rough estimate on what hotel is implementing this, and that is the Hilton Hotel uh, in Barbados, where flight attendants usually stay on their overnight stays there. And I want to go towards the caption that this person put up. It says, now, fast forward, and here are the second class citizens of 2020 and 2021. Discrimination, bullying, denied basic human rights. It says, yes, that's a tracker on my wrist because I refuse to comply with their tyranny, lies, and scaremongering tactics. Tagged like a dog, Tag like cattle, tag like the poor Jews from World War II. If we are not careful, the history will very easily repeat itself. Now, I've gone to question this individual on this photograph, but they unfortunately haven't been responsive on this. I understand if uh, I used to be a flight attendant myself, so I understand the rules and regulation on speaking to the press, but this isn't on. 
And if anyone has more information upon this, please get in touch with me at lewis.brackpool at rebelnews.com. Whether this has been happened to you, that you're a flight attendant or you know of someone, uh, you need to start presenting this forward. And your identity is completely protected here at Rebel News. We, of course, conceal that identity because we don't want you getting in trouble. I, of course, in in conversation with British Airways, and I've also emailed Virgin Atlantic on, on getting their take on this image and whether it is policy for these airlines to implement or to let this even happen to their own employees. Now, British Airways have gotten back to me and said that they need to investigate this further. So hopefully this will sort itself out very soon. But it is a big concern because if flight attendants, whether they've had the vaccine or not, are going to be tracked outside of their hotel, this is against basic human rights. You shouldn't be treated like cattle. And from other sources, this person has actually had one dose of the vaccine. So it's not a case of whether you've had the vaccine or not or this is just mistreatment of someone who is unvaccinated, this is happening to someone who's even had the vaccine. But I think it's a serious message to uh, airline staff or anyone else in other workforces that if this does continue to happen, that we are going to see a long winding road towards more totalitarianism and other mis mistreatment of, of basic human rights. So if you think that this will only apply to workers such as flight attendants, unfortunately, you are mistaken. This is happening to visitors when they arrive at the island's airport. You can see by this image here, a red wristband saying, welcome to Barbados, stay safe at your hotel. The same wristband underneath this other image, underneath a tracker, the blog states they were met by an airport concierge who then tied a red bracelet. They were told then to line up in a single file. So I had to stand behind my husband even if we were together. And it says, I suppose it was because it made it easier for them to spot if each passenger has a wristband bracelet. We had our valid negative COVID-19 PCR test results and certificates to present to the first health screening. Now back to this tracking device, it's actually being programmed by a application called BIMSAFE. So it says here to download and install the BIMSAFE app on your mobile phone. And this is a mandatory requirement that has recently been introduced way back into February 2021 for monitoring and tracking each visitor to Barbados. And a bit more information, it says BIMSAFE is a location and symptoms monitoring mobile app developed by the Ministry of Health and Wellness to assist in the prevention of the spread of COVID-19 in Barbados. And upon more investigation, you can find out that this BIMSAFE technology is from the UK. And the website, as you can see, is here and all more information about what this application does and how it works. Now, I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all. I don't really need to make that any clearer, but it's quite a scary prospect that you could be tracked 
and monitored if you're unvaccinated. We now know after the booster rollout, anyone who is double vaccinated, that status is now meaningless. It, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Do you think we're gonna see future development of tracking devices here in the UK? Let me know what you think.